I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of Behind the Steel Curtain with you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. It is Monday, but before we get into business, Gotta mention, DraftKings Sportsbook sponsors this podcast, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. It's the place to go when betting on the NFL this season. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code 5QUESTIONS. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code 5QUESTIONS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, the DraftKings Sportsbook, it is finally live where I live in Maryland. This is really exciting for me because now, for the first time ever this season, when I give you my DraftKings Sportsbook parlay coming up in the, at the end of the first half, I'm actually able to bet that parlay. So I'm right there with you all that have you know, DraftKings, any other service, but the DraftKings Sportsbook in your state where you can bet from a mobile device. This is exciting. All right, we have a lot to cover. We're going to talk about the injury report. We have to update the podcast schedule so that you all know what's coming up. AFC North News is going crazy right now. Uh, Let's start with the podcast schedule. So just so you know, you have my podcast today. You're listening to it right now. Tomorrow on Tuesday, you're going to have my winners and losers. Okay, my winners and losers. It's going to be a shorter podcast, probably only about 15 minutes, 20 minutes max. Not all my full thoughts on the game, but my winners and losers from the game on Monday Night Football. So make sure you check that out. 
On Tuesday, also, you're going to be having uh, the Bad Language Podcast with Brian Anthony Davis, and you're going to have everything's going to be kind of condensed with the short week. The Hangover will be there earlier than usual. The Scobro Show is going on Tuesday night. And then on Wednesday morning, you're going to have myself again on a Let's Ride. You're also going to have Jeffrey Benedict, who's being pushed from Tuesday to Wednesday. We're bumping back some other shows. Everything's going to be on our podcast platform just at different times. So make sure you're paying attention. Make sure you're staying tuned to the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember, search Steelers, search behind the search behind the steel curtain. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you follow on all the platforms so that you get notified when a new podcast drops. So there you have that. Let's talk about some AFC North football before we get into the Steelers and Colts. Holy cow, what a weekend of football in the AFC North. The game that was I thought was very entertaining, yet didn't have the drama that the other two did, was Cincinnati going to Tennessee and beating the Titans 20-16. to They advanced their record to 7-4, and and believe it or not, as we get to the Baltimore game a little bit later, they are right in the thick of things when it comes to this division. The Cleveland Browns hosted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was an ugly day in Cleveland. I don't think there are pretty days in Cleveland ever. Uh, the mistake by the lake. Nonetheless, the Cleveland Browns find a way to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 23-17 to in overtime. They almost they, they almost had to use the entire overtime period. Nick Chubb was, was set up by Amari Cooper's big, I think a 40-plus yard reception. Got him down to the two-yard line, and he took care of business. He scores. Cleveland wins 23-17. to the game that everyone's talking about, though, probably was the back and forth affair. The first half was uh, it was it was atrocious football. I mean, it was I think twelve to ten, Baltimore and Jacksonville down in Florida, and then all of a sudden you saw in the second half the Ravens and the Jaguars started to wake up. Ravens go up 27-20. You think the game's over. Trevor Lawrence drives the Jaguars down the field with just over a minute left. They score a touchdown. Now you think Doug Peterson is just going to go out there and kick an extra point, send it in overtime. No, he goes for two. They convert. They're up by one with about 14 seconds left. Now, this was a questionable decision in my opinion, but the Jaguars decide to squib kick the kickoff. They don't kick it deep. They don't kick it out of the end zone, forcing the Ravens to make several plays to get into field goal range. They decide to try and kill some clock. Well, what it did is it gave the Ravens, they only needed about 12 to 13 yards from where they started Just over 10 seconds, about 10 seconds left to get into Justin Tucker's field goal range. They do, they're they're right on the cusp of field goal range with two seconds left. It's a 67 yarder. Tucker comes on, he kicks it. It looks like it's going right down the middle, but comes up short, and the Jaguars beat the Ravens 28 to 27. That means that the Ravens still do have first place in the AFC North due to their head to head win over the Cincinnati Bengals, but that, the both seven and four, that is going to be a really Interesting race down the stretch to see who wins the AFC North. Other games that Steeler fans should be concerned about, how about how the Chicago Bears are doing? They lose to the New York Jets 31-10 without Justin Fields at the helm. They do not look good at all. The Jets win. The Bears lose. That means that that second-round pick just continues to climb for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Good news on that front. All right. Let's talk about this upcoming game. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their injury report. And this is something we normally don't get to do. I normally go over the injury report. I normally talk about that because it's important, but I never get the final injury report. Why? I'm normally doing my show on Thursday that goes on Friday. And Friday is only when the game statuses are released. But it's different on Monday night. 
Here we go. The game status for the Steelers, Akella Witherspoon and Jalen Warner out with hamstring injuries. They're both out. Then there's two players that are questionable. Robert Spillane, Miles Boykin. Spillane with a back injury, Miles Boykin with an oblique. Now, when you talk about these players, Miles Boykin is a gunner, and that, that is important. Special teams do matter. I'm not taking anything away from that. But Robert Spillane being questionable, depending on how they, even if he does play, even if they decide to make him active, all right, let me make this clear. It's going to be very interesting to see how they utilize him when he might be a little banged up. Didn't practice much at all this week. Will we see Devin Bush, who's a more athletic linebacker in coverage situations? That's something we've been clamoring for all year. Maybe this is when we finally get to see that. I'm not sure. We'll see when that happens. Make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com an hour and a half before kickoff, and that is when it is announced who will be active and inactive for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, for the Colts, it's a little different story. Four players, all listed as questionable. Tight end Kylan Granson, uh, defensive end Yannick Ngakwe, defensive end Quiddy Pay, and DeForest Buckner. Now, I did the Steelers preview on Sunday with Brian Davis. Dave Schofield was dealing with some family stuff, and he had, from CBS Sports, an injury report that was totally different. One that had Quiddy Pay is out, uh, didn't have some players listed, I don't know what to believe. I got my list directly from the Steelers' official website. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers' official website is wrong. Nonetheless, that's what they have, so that's what I'm going with. So some injuries. I mean, Jalen Warren being out. I mean, Akella Witherspoon, I feel like that he's been out the entire year. It's not even worth talking about. But Jalen Warren being out, yeah, it matters. But I, I think at the same time, I'm comfortable with Najee Harris being able to carry that load. He's done it before, did it all last year, and he's honestly... You know, you think about Jalen Warren and how he's been able to spell Najee Harris. He should be ready to go for this. Should be ready to go. Before we talk about keys to victory, which I'm going to do in the second half, I'm going to give you my prediction. I want to talk about the title of this podcast. How the Steelers can get back on the winning track. How the Steelers can get back on the winning track. Now, there's probably a lot of people out there that listen to that and say, Jeff, why would the Steelers want to win? Why would the Steelers want to win this game? The Bears lose. They get a higher draft pick. The Steelers could keep losing and get a higher draft pick. I hear you. I really do. And, you know, it's it's very tempting for anyone that has a, a favorite team, and, and it doesn't matter if it's the Steelers are 3-7 and seven right now. It's just the case that the Steelers are in. But any team that is looking at a, a playoff berth as really a long shot heading into Week 12 – It's natural to start looking at draft position. It's natural to start wondering about the future, players that are in contract years, upcoming free agents, stuff like that. It's natural. But is there anything worth winning? Is winning matter? Is this a team that says, you know what, Eh, it's just, it's not worth winning. But why why do we care? I I can't, that's a fan thing. Let me get that out of the way right off the bat. That is a fan narrative. There is absolutely parts of this team and reasons why this team should go out there and win. In my opinion, the picks will take care of themselves. The draft picks will take care of themselves. If the Steelers somehow win five of their last seven games, okay, they win five of their last seven and finish eight and nine, a lot of fans are going to be furious. The draft picks will take care of themselves. They will. It might not be a top 10 pick. But they, they're still going to be around the, you know, 
that 13, 14, 15 range. They're comfortable there. They've been there. And they're also going to have that added benefit of that second round pick from the Bears, which right now is looking really, really good. But the picks will take care of themselves. Winning does matter. I said this on the preview. I'll say it again here. Bill Cower in his book that I read, and I definitely recommend it for anyone that likes books that are geared towards the Steelers, even though that book at the end of it is just absolutely gut-wrenching. But that's more of his personal life than it is with the Steelers. When he's talking about the Steelers, he talked often about the teams that he had that had losing records and how he always felt that there was something to be drawn from that for the coaching staff as well as the players to learn from, to help them kind of get to that next level the next year. And that's why when I talked last week about how the Steelers, well, they rarely ever have back-to-back losing seasons. Maybe that is the Steelers' way. If you're down, you're not down very long. You're going to be back to your winning ways. It doesn't necessarily mean a playoff berth, but you're going to be a legitimate team that's going to be reckoned with at some point or another sooner rather than later. So feeling and seeing success, I feel like it matters. It matters especially for this offense. When you think about this offense and how young it is, who are the veterans on this group? Think about this for a second. James Daniels, he's on a second contract. Chooksakor for, same thing. Mason Cole, Deontay Johnson, all these people, they're still really young players. Who are the veterans? Who are the veterans on this offense? There aren't many veterans. This is a young offense especially on the offensive side of the ball, winning matters. Feeling and seeing success matters. Does it come at a cost? Yes. The fans will say absolutely winning comes at a cost. You finish 8-9, and nine, you have a losing season, you didn't make the playoffs, and guess what you did? You got a lower draft pick, way to go. You all can't even get that right. I understand that's what fans are going to say. And yes, and to an extent, that is a cost. However, It is important to note that these players are playing for a lot of money. They're playing for their futures, their careers. Think about players that are in a contract here, just on defense. I'll name a few, like Arthur Millette. That dude's a journeyman. He's been all around the league. He's just trying to stick somewhere. Cam Sutton, contract year. DeMonte KZ, one-year contract. Terrell Edmonds, one-year contract. Those four players in the secondary, just think about that. Those are four main players on the Steelers defense. You don't think that Terrell Edmonds is sitting there, he's probably thinking, yeah, I'm I'm playing on a very team-friendly one-year deal to stay in Pittsburgh. And yeah, I'm cool with just losing games. Let's just go out and lose games. Who cares? Who cares if I just, you know, I'm just going to let guys run by me. I don't care anymore. That's just what I'm going to do. No, you can't do that. Are you serious? There's no way. There's no way that anyone in their right mind would be willing to do that. So Terrell Edmonds is trying to get a contract next year, whether it's with Pittsburgh or someone else. He's going to go out there and give it his best because that's what he needs to do for his professional career, his future. So yes, you can talk about picks and stuff, but don't get mad at these players for making plays. They have to worry about themselves. You just hope that themselves will take care of the collective. What if the offense just starts to play better? I kind of mentioned this last week in Random Thoughts. Or no, it wasn't Random Thoughts. I think it was on uh, my Wednesday show. What if the offense averages like 24 points down the stretch? Canada could be retained. What would that be like? I mean, Canada could be retained. Could that be a cost of the Steelers winning? It could be. Some would view that as a huge negative if Matt Canada is retained. Or what if nothing changes? What if nothing changes? Terrell Austin's back or Terrell Austin's back. 
Canada comes back. Mike Tomlin's obviously back. They don't make any splash in free agency because they don't have the cap space that they had last offseason. They win some games. I mean, some would say that that's a big cost. If winning comes at a cost, it's a big cost. I guess here's the thing. We as fans have to trust that those in power can see through that end result. So let's say the offense does average 24 points down the stretch. It would We would have to trust that Omar Khan, Andy Weedle, Mike Tomlin, and Art Rooney II would have to sit down and say, I understand the offense started to look better, but we can't do this again. We can't do this again. We need to have a new set of ideas. We need it to start now. We need to get a new offensive mind in here. We need to start formulating a plan that fits the personnel that we have. Are there other casualties? Is it Pat Meyer is gone? I don't know. But you hope that you have to have trust, and that's tough for a lot of fans. I get that. You have to have trust that those in power are going to see through the end result, and they're going to make changes regardless. Now, if the offense sputters down the stretch, they average 15 points a game, then Matt Cannon at the end of the season should probably already have his house on the market, should probably already have his bags packed, and I'm sure that there will be a limo at his house waiting to take him to the airport to be flown wherever he wants to go, but he'll be gone. But just understand that I still think, with all that said, the change, the potential retention of Matt Canada, all of that stuff, if that's a cost of winning, I still think it's worth going through that and having to win. And yeah, there's a million people out there right now that are Steeler fans that would say, Jeff, you are so far gone when it comes to that draft pick. I understand what you're saying. I understand your thoughts and your premise. I just don't agree with it. In my opinion, this Steelers team needs to win. This offense especially needs to win. Kenny Pickett needs to win. It's important. It is important. Now, that doesn't mean they have to win every game. That doesn't mean they have to win five out of seven. Just find some ways to win some games. That's going to be key. And this game coming up is a game that they can win. But as we always finish out the first half of every show leading up to a game, it is time, folks, for the DraftKings Sportsbook parlay segment every week this season we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you our loyal fans to follow this week our parlay is I was actually able to with the Monday night game I was actually able to get player props everything was available to me this was good I like this I picked it myself I bet it myself here we go Pittsburgh Steelers points Pittsburgh Steelers points 21 and a half Take the over. That's a plus 150. Over 21 and a half. That's the first leg. Second leg. Kenny Pickett passing yards. 220 plus. Throws over 220 yards. That's a plus 105. Safer bet, but I like that. Pat Fryermuth receiving yards. Just 50 yards. 50 or more yards. Get 51 yards and you click. You check that box. Plus 110. So to recap... Pittsburgh total points, 21 and a half or over. Kenny Pickett passing yards, 22 or over. And Pat Fryermuth receiving yards, 50 or over. Be sure to check out the Behind the Steel Curtain Twitter page where there will be a link for you to bet all of this. And it'll also be on the, the mobile site and on your desktop. Each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday, and in this case, Monday night, more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. I'm really feeling good about this parlay. Maybe I'm nuts. Wouldn't be the first time, 
Really feeling good about this parlay. Bet it myself. So let's see if this plays out. In the second half of this show, I've got the preview. We're going to take a look at this history between the Steelers and Colts. Pretty crazy. Offense and defensive keys to victory in my prediction. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back to the second half of this Monday podcast. We're getting you geared up for the Monday night football game in Week 12, Steelers at Colts. Let's talk about the preview. This preview, you know, I write this article for the website every every week, and essentially what it is is I kind of take a look at everything from like the over-under and, and the, the, the points, odds, and all this stuff. So the Steelers come into this game 3-7. and seven. Indianapolis Colts are 4-6-1. and one. They had that weird and ugly tie against the Houston Texans early in the year. I think it might have been week one. And then you have the odds. Steelers are getting two and a half points on the road. That shouldn't shock anyone. They've only been favored in one game this year, the New York Jets in week four, and they didn't win it. Every other game, they've been underdogs. But this is strange, though. Think about it. The Indianapolis Colts are at home. Now, typically, that home team carries a three-point spread. The, the, the odds makers out there are saying, we're going to take a half of that away. To me, this almost feels like the Steelers are favored, even though they're getting two and a half points based on where they're playing. Something to think about. These sports books know something. Everyone used to always say Vegas knows something because all the sports books were in Vegas. Now they're all over the place. They know something. The over-under in this game is 39. The money line, the Steelers, is plus 120. I don't even think that is that that is accurate anymore. I think they're both minus uh, at this point because it's supposed to be a very close contest. So let's look at the last five games in the series. The Steelers are 5-0 and in the last five games against the Colts. And you can go a step further. Pittsburgh has won seven games in a row in this series. The last time the Indianapolis Colts beat the Pittsburgh Steelers was in 2008 when it was Peyton Manning and Heinz Field. And it was a close game, came back to beat the Steelers. That's the last time the Colts have beaten the Steelers. The matchup history, Pittsburgh leads this series 26-6-0. 26 wins for the Steelers and only 6 wins for the Colts. That is remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. This game is going to be very, very interesting. It's going to be one that has a lot of storylines and a lot of narratives coming at it. And it's going to come down to which team can play the best when it matters the most. Let's go over the keys to victory. 
Offensively, here are my three keys on offense. Number one, I've said it a million times. I'm going to continue to say it a million times because to me, it's that important. Balance. Balance. With no Jalen Warren, it's going to be all Najee Harris. They're going to have to set him up for success. Please, for the love of all things holy, don't run Najee Harris on sweeps. It never works. Don't do it. Get him the ball in between the tackles with Mason Cole back. They should be able to have success, at least moving the ball on the ground. And then how about this? How about the Steelers go back and watch their film? We know they watched the film from week 11. And if the offensive staff is watching the Bengals offense in week 11, they should take a page out of their book and say, wow, look at how they're utilizing their running backs in the passing game. Duplicate it. Najee Harris can catch the ball to the backfield. He proved that last season. He might not have the hands of Jalen Warren, but he is capable. Get him the ball in space. Let him do damage. I can see a big game coming for Najee Harris. I think that'll lead to balance. Balance. It can't be all run or all pass. You got to mix it in. That's what you got to do. Second key, red zone success. They just can't settle for field goals. Not in the NFL and not with a, a team and an offense that is as fragile as it already is. Sometimes you got to go for the jugular. You got to take a shot. Let's say you're at the 20 or just inside the 20, 18, 19 yard line. Sometimes you have to take a shot into the end zone. And that's something the Steelers never, maybe never is not, that's a very uh, definitive term. I'm not saying it's never, but it just seems like they rarely ever take a shot down the field. Take a shot into the end zone. Once you get into that red zone, you gotta you gotta score touchdowns. That's gonna be huge for this team. The third, win the weighty downs. That's something that Mike Tomlin loves to talk about. We're talking about third down percentage. They've been vastly improved since the bye week. I hope that trend continues. But they need to create manageable situations. Running on first or second down, getting some positive yardage not shooting themselves in the foot with stupid penalties. Don't be dumb. Deontay Johnson, false starts. Okay, take what the defense gives you. If they give you three yards on first down, you take three yards on first down. That doesn't mean you don't take shots, but sometimes you got to create yourself a situation in a scenario where you are more likely to succeed. Move the chains, keep the drives going, keep your defense fresh. So those three keys on offense, balance, red zone success, and you got to win those weighty downs. Let's go to the defensive side of the football. Here we go. Number one, you got to stop the run. Jonathan Taylor scares the bejesus out of me. This guy is big, strong, and fast. We've seen him do damage against the Steelers already in his career. They can't let him, they can't let him get going. They have to stop him early, stop him often to the point where they don't want to run the ball anymore. They want to force the game into Matt Ryan's hands. That is going to be huge. Why? Because the second step here, the second key to victory for the defense, take down the statue. No, I'm not talking about a physical statue. It's that Matt Ryan is a statue. There aren't many of these quarterbacks in the NFL anymore. Think about Kenny Pickett. He's a pretty mobile guy. Throw out another name, Henneke in Washington. He can run too. You talk about Tua down in Miami. He's got mobility. So does Joe Burrow. They're not all Lamar Jackson, but they can all move. Patrick Mahomes, they can all move. How many quarterbacks do you know of anymore in today's NFL where they are so slow that they are just like a statue? Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. 
the last of a dying breed. They need to take advantage of that fact that Matt Ryan cannot move. He can scramble and he's run for yards before, but those are when the Red Sea parts and he has no one with an opposite color jersey within 40 yards of him. So they got to take him down. The, the Colts have surrendered 40 sacks, 40 sacks this year, tied for the the, the highest number in the NFL. Not all those have been Matt Ryan, but if the Steelers are going to get home and they're going to take advantage, they've got to get to Matt Ryan. This is the game to do it, but it starts with that first key in stopping the run. Force the game into Matt Ryan's hands. And the last key here for the defensive side of the ball, take the ball away. The Colts are minus eight in turnover differential. That, that is not good, in case you don't know. You want to be on the plus side. They are minus eight. They have given it away 19 times. This season, 19 giveaways. They can be had in that regard. The Steelers' defense needs to do their part and take the ball away. They took it away against Cincinnati and still lost. I understand that. But taking the ball away is never a negative. Never a negative. So the three keys on defense stop the run, take down the statue that is Matt Ryan, and take the football away. Let's talk about predictions here. A little bit of a shorter podcast today. I hope you all understand. You're all getting ready for the game. I'm getting ready for the game. The narratives are going to be going crazy after the game. We'll get to all that. But let's talk about the prediction here. Like I said, the over-under set at 39. Steelers are getting two and a half points. How do I see this game shaking out? Well, both of these teams' offenses do not score a lot of points. So I'm, I'm tempted to think that this game is going to be really low scoring. And if I've, I've looked at the article already, it's going to run at 9 a.m. today, Monday. Uh, it's going to have our staff picks in there. I've already looked at a lot of the picks, and a lot of people have this game. You know, Dave Schofield has 17 to 13. Some people had 13 to 10, 14 to something. You know, they're really low scoring. That From the numbers, that makes sense. I just feel like the Steelers' offense is one that is starting to get going. I listened to Kenny Pickett on Wednesday. Kenny Pickett talked about how he enjoys playing in a dome. He enjoys playing without having to worry about the wind, without having to worry about the cold, without having to worry about a football that might be a little bit firmer with the elements. This should set up for success. Now, this this Colts defense is good. I'm not about to say that this is going to be an easy job for the Steelers offense because nothing is easy for the Steelers offense. However, I like the Steelers getting two and a half points. I also like the over here. It said at 39, I just think both of these teams are going to score some points. I'm not super impressed with the Steelers' defense right now. They are going to have to prove a lot by going up against this Colts offense, even though they, they don't have the, the, the big household names that they once did. I like the Steelers to win this game outright, though. I like the Steelers. Yeah, I know you're shocked. I know you're shocked. But I like the Steelers to win this game 23-21. to I think it's going to be close. But I think the Steelers find a way to win 23 23- to 21. There's going to be some field goals kicked. It's indoors. I like that. They're going to play back-to-back games in domes. That's pretty unusual for the Steelers. After Indianapolis, they go to Atlanta uh, and play down in Atlanta where they have a dome. So it's two weeks in a row where the Steelers aren't going to have to worry about the elements, the cold, the wind, potential rain or snow, perfect conditions. I think that suits West, suits this offense well. You know, they're, they're not the mutters, so to speak, where they're just going to, it's not, it's not Jerome Bettis and Deuce Staley out there in 2004, just mudding it up, just, hey, let's just line up and run. This is not that offense. They might be suited better for a fast track. We'll see how it goes. But I like the Steelers 23 to 21. Hopefully that pick comes through. 
All right, so to remind everybody, you're going to get me again on tomorrow tomorrow morning, Tuesday, shorter podcast, my winners and losers segment. I'm going to give you a few quick hitters, my thoughts on the game, and then I'm going to talk about my winners and losers, and that is it. You'll get my full thoughts on Wednesday as well as we'll be doing the mailbag segment in the second half, so make sure you're looking out for that tweet on Tuesday so that you can have your question answered live on the air. And then I'll be back on Friday. So that's the Let's Ride schedule for this week. Folks, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope that you enjoyed the weekend without Steelers football giving you a heart attack on Sunday. I hope that you are geared up and ready to go for Week 12 Monday Night Football primetime, probably the last primetime game of the year. Oh, no, it's not. Christmas Eve. How could I forget? Steelers are screwing me over on Christmas Eve. That's right. But still, one more primetime game after this one. You know how we finished out here, folks. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll see you on Tuesday. Go Steelers. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.